Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You gotta love the fact when it's the middle of, well, beginning of February, and it's, did you say 60 degrees? Uh, right now, yes. So it's 60 degrees. It's seven minutes past 8 o'clock in the heart of America in February. I love this global warming thing's working for me. Would you like me to go on and tell you what next week is going to look like? I would love to know what next week's going to well, look like. Let's see. We're going to see some increasing clouds by Sunday. And then we could start to see some snowflakes. That damn groundhog lied. (laughs) I hate that little rodent. You told me winter was not going to come. Come on. I think he was lying. I think he is too. I think the issue is they wake him up very early in the morning (laughs) and he does not like it. He hasn't had his coffee yet. He's probably a smoker. So he hasn't had his cigarette yet (laughs) either. He's like, I haven't had my caffeine and nicotine and you want me to predict the weather for the rest of the winter. (laughs) You're in my house. Get out. I was sleeping. I was warm. Things were good. I was toasty. Hey, by the way, this is At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. You are listening to News Radio 1120 KMOX. And there is all kinds of stuff that is going on in the middle of America. We are going to talk to Emily Manley a little bit later on. She is the chief Capitol Bureau reporter at the Missouri State Capitol in Jefferson City for the Next Star Radio or Next Star TV stations. She's a fancy TV person, not mm-hmm. not us, you know, lowly radio people. <laughs> so, uh, but she's been watching the As the World Turns. So is the sands of the hourglass. So are the days of our, our lives. lives. So is the Senate of Missouri. So, I mean, you just had the story with Denny Hoskins, right? So right. here's the thing that I, I quite frankly don't get it. And uh, former state Senator Bob Onder was on uh, Twitter X, whatever Elon's calling it these days. So he was on there earlier saying, you know, why isn't the Missouri Senate passing initiative petition reform? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, they passed it last year. The Senate passed IP reform last year. It didn't make it through the House, and they the, the clock ran out, right? So they didn't get it done. I don't think anybody who pays attention to what's going on in the Missouri Senate was going, gee, I wonder if they're going to pass it this year. No, they, they already passed it last year. There is no curious here. They're going to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. So we're... What are we, week five that we just wrapped up of of this year's legislative session? That's right. Right? Nothing goes into effect until the Senate passes it, then the House passes it, then the governor signs it. 
right? Until the governor signs it, nothing changes. And and there's even an activation date after that. So it's not like he signed it, bing, we've changed, everything's done, right? So the whole big thing about this is they're saying that if we don't get initiative petition form revised, then the current status of how you can change the Missouri Constitution stays into effect and that the folks who don't like the abortion laws that we currently have are going to get the initiative petition under the current laws done, and they're going to get that on the November ballot, and they feel like the restrictions that Missouri currently has on abortion are going to get overridden because the majority of people, if you look at the polls in the state of Missouri, are against abortion as a whole, but they do have restrictions. They want a certain amount of weeks. They want, you know, rape and incest, the kind of stuff that you normally hear people talking about, right? So there is a a number of folks that I've heard talk about who say, you know, I, I get what they want with the initiative petition, but even if they got it done, the folks who are currently working on getting signatures are going to be working under the current guidelines. So there is a theory out there that is saying, even if they got it done, it wouldn't matter on this year's stuff because you can't change the rules in the middle of getting signatures. Well, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with the Republican group that's been trying to restore? The Freedom Caucus. Well, the executive director, Jamie Corley, this is the group that's been trying to, they've had a special campaign going on. She announced today. Oh, this is this is the Democrat side. No, this is the Republican. Oh, this is the Republican but side. But moderate, they wanted abortion rights. It's their campaign is to withdraw. They're withdrawing it now because what they want to do is get a bigger sweeping proposal. Okay. So they're backing off of this. Her name is Jamie Corley, or Jamie Corley was trying to amend Missouri's contra- constitution in order to allow abortion up to twelve weeks into the pregnancy. After that, abortion would be allowed in cases of rape, incest. And fatal fetal abnormalities until via viability. Okay. So, but I thought it was interesting that they just announced today. That's it. We're we're getting away from this right now. We're going to launch a broader campaign, and I don't know what that is yet. I, I, this this whole argument gets really crazy because even people who agree on the overall issue disagree on the details. Right. Some want absolutely no exceptions at all. Right. You can never have any type of abortion ever done. Right. And then I I think there was some discussion yesterday. Bill Eigel was yelling at somebody on on the floor. That's a shock. I've never heard of that. Breaking news. This just in. Senator Eigel was yelling at someone on the floor of the Missouri Senate. (laughs) News at 11. Film at 11. Film film at 11. It's radio. We don't we don't do that. So uh, evidently. One of the Democrats put an amendment in that said abortion would be allowed for any girl 12 and under who got pregnant. And I was like, can you get pregnant at 12? I mean, I, I don't have a biology degree, but and I did grow up in Arkansas. So you would think I would know the answer. Just kidding. I wanted to get that shot in before you did. So. Uh, Bill Eigel said, under under your provision, you could do an abortion on a one-year-old. And the, the Democrat said, I don't think it's physically possible for a one-year-old to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these are the arguments that yeah. that we're facing, right? People do some really crazy stuff and make some really crazy arguments. 
Now, all of that, we're going to talk to Emily on the other side of the break about that part. What's going on, and we will circle back to this a little bit later on today, uh, tonight, but I want to talk a little bit about the St. Louis Police Department. Yes. Because at at the East-West Gateway meeting on Wednesday, um, so Steve Ellman and the chief of police were going at each other. Well, he, he really wasn't, the chief of police wasn't going at the county executive, but the county executive was really going at the police uh, chief and really talking about the fact that this crime summit that East-West Gateway has gotten, in, gotten involved with is the two people that they put in as the chair people were Mayor Jones and uh, County Executive um, Sam Page. Sam, thank you. I just blanked on Sam Page's <laughs> name. So uh, we're going to talk Alzheimer's a little bit later on tonight. So that, that comes into play. So um, the, the whole point of that was you have two people who are the elected highest elected officials in the two areas that have the most murders. Do we really want you being the co-chairs? It, it, with all due respect to the two of them, you know, if you guys had a good plan worked out, we wouldn't be doing a crime summit at East West Gateway. So not to say that you don't know what you're doing, but wouldn't it look a whole lot better if we had someone else who wasn't the same party as you who was part of this? So why not do one person who's more liberal and one person that's more conservative and have them co-chair this as opposed to two liberals who agree on the same thing, who both have had projects over the past that said defund the police. I'm like, do we really want you being the two co-chairs here? So we're going to see where that ends up, but uh, it's still going to come back to a full vote of the board, I think, as to who's going to be the official chairs as we move this thing forward. But the way it sits right now, it's kind of like, do you really want to put the fox in charge of the hen house? Well, it also seems as though it would, if if they brought somebody in who was neutral. Yeah. Completely neutral to all of it. And maybe not even politically involved. Well, they... but, but you have to have that because that's who's part of East-West Gateway. True. I mean, if you're you're going to have the members of East West Gateway who are going to be co-chairs. But he's saying, hey, go grab one of the people out in the suburban areas, right? Grab Tim Brinker from Franklin County. Freedom love in Franklin County. Is I was going to say, you know, we do have Jefferson County and Franklin County. Around you do. Here. And you got you've got St. Charles. You've mm-hmm. got some counties over in Illinois that you could be right. part of. Right. The Metro it, East counties. Right. It yeah. doesn't. And, you know, St. Clair makes up the the three counties. Counties that make up 90% of the murders that happen in the St. Louis metro region are St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Clair County. Mm-hmm. Those three counties make up 90% of the murders that happen in the St. Louis metro region, right? So why wouldn't you grab somebody who's not part of that and take them, you know, grab grab the, the guy who's the uh, uh, presiding chair out of Monroe in mm-hmm. Illinois? Put him in with Tashara Jones or with Sam Page mm-hmm. and let them be the co-chairs, right? Let's let's break it up. Let's get some different ideas. It's fair to say the ideas that you currently have, not working, right? Well, you know, and I know they, there was a reduction in homicide rates last year. Have you, have you seen the number of homicides so far this year? I, I believe that we're higher than yeah. we were last year. Significantly. Yeah. And also the number of shootings. We had three people shot today, two in one incident one and another incident within an hour of each other. Wow. So um, I don't know that you can 
exactly tout that, oh, murders are way down now and, and, and that's over with. I don't know that we can say that at this point. It, I, I, it, obviously, so far, we can't. Mm-mm. And they talked about the fact that um, that crime overall is down. And I'm like, yeah, I, but violent crime is up. If there's crime that you want down, it's violent crime. I mean, if somebody's doing petty crime, you can live with that a whole lot more. But violent crime changes lives in a big way, mm-hmm. right? It may end lives. So obviously, that's the number one thing that you want to you want to combat. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on because I want to get back to uh, police, how many they actually have, mm-hmm. what they're doing, the the grant that pays them seventy dollars an hour for overtime. That they all want that that one. But, you know, we may be working our police so much that they're falling asleep at the wheel because we had another one where they ran into another building. Yes. We need to at least teach them how to drive. I mean, I granted, driving in the city can be complicated, but if you're a cop, you should probably be pretty good at it. So we'll we'll figure that out. That's Maria Kina. My name's Mikey. Hilo. Matt Pajeski's running the controls. We are going to talk to Emily Manley, who is covering the soap opera that is the Jefferson City uh, legislative body. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. It is News Radio 1120 KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. 
It's at your service on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Emily Manley is joining us. Emily, that was just for you, covering your job <laughs> at Sands of the Hourglass. So are the days of our lives. Oh, my gosh. My life has turned into a soap opera. I'm, I've kind of noticed that. For those of you who don't know, Emily Manley is the Chief Capitol Bureau reporter at the Missouri State Capitol in Jefferson City for Next Star Stations. Uh, Fox 2 here in St. Louis is, is that station. How long have you been covering Jeff City now? Almost. Uh, this is uh, session number four. So I've been there for almost a handful of years. It's it's flown by until this year. <laughs> so ever since you you started, really, I guess probably four years ago, probably wasn't as bad. But I would say since there, you've been there through a lot of the craziness. I mean, the Senate just it seems like every year you're like, it's not going to be as crazy as it was last year. And then it feels like somebody says, now hold my beer, watch this. And we go to a whole new level of really that's, that's where we are. Um, so when, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's honestly what it is. It's one of those things where every year I'm like, okay, last year was a crazy year. So this year won't be that crazy year. And then we start and somehow it gets crazier. And it's like, how is that even possible? And I'm not going to lie, in the four years that I have been covering the Missouri legislature, you know, we've gone through many elections, the governor's election, we've gone through congressional re-elections and elections, and this year tops them all. I have to say I put this one at the top of the craziest. It, it, yesterday it dawned on me, it was February 7th, and we haven't done anything in the Senate. <laughs> have, they haven't passed anything yet, have they? Yesterday was the first day they debated a bill, and they debated it for like two and a half hours, and then they laid it over, which means debate is dead. The bill goes on another calendar. They can bring it up again if they want. They don't have to. And that's all we've done. And we've been there for five weeks now, which is just crazy to me. So I don't really know what is left to happen in these, you know, until May. But, man, I just, I'm shocked. I saw a little bit of the debate that was that was going on. Well, I didn't see it. I I heard some of the debate that was going on between uh, Senator Eigel, who I'm guessing his whole thing is, look, I'm running for governor. I can't raise the kind of money that my Kehoe's raising. I don't have the name recognition that Jay Ashcroft has. I've got to figure out a way to break through. And it seems like his way to break through is I'm going to do everything I can to get headlines. And I'm going to say stuff that will make sure that people from all kinds of networks from all over the country pick me up and and talk about the positions that we have. I can't figure out how else he's he's doing these things because it seems like, I don't know if it was earlier today or it was yesterday, you would know better than me, but it seemed like the debate on abortion and one of the Democrat senators proposed a uh, exception for girls 12 and under. And Bill Eigel said, well, under your bill, a one-year-old could get an abortion. And he said, a one-year-old can't get pregnant. And I'm like, is this the discussions that we're having in the floor of the Missouri Senate now? Yesterday was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. Just listening to the debate that was going on. I know the people even sitting around me and even other reporters, we all just looked at each other like, is this what this has come to? Um, earlier this week, for anybody that reads or sees headlines from the Post-Dispatch, there was an article written that says, you know, Eigel doesn't make friends in the legislature. 
And that's the headline that he's been looking for. You hear that walking through the hallways of the Capitol, that that's the headline Bill Igel was looking for. You're right. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the name recognition. So if he can get the headline and show that he is standing out in other ways, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that that advertisement of, guess what I did this week? I, I stood up and I was out there standing my ground, even if that means that we weren't moving forward. Something that I think has been, you know, so so ironic is we've heard Bill Igel on the floor and also Senator Rick Bratton. And Senator Rick Bratton is from the western part of the state, but he is the, the chair of the Freedom Caucus in the state of Missouri. And they've said, well, we're not obstructionist in, in, the, in the chamber. We're standing up for what's right. And it's almost ironic to me a little bit about that because they're the ones that have debated on the floor for 16, 17 hours at a time to be able to – hold the process of the Senate. And I get that they are doing it to get their what they want. And we've heard it multiple times. They want initiative petition reform. And what that is, is changes to the way that people vote on to put things in the Constitution. For example, Missouri voters have voted on mar- uh, medical and recreational marijuana. You might remember Clean Missouri. You might remember Medicaid expansion. All of those were on the ballot and they were brought forth by voters or campaign voters had the chance to weigh in on it, and they all were approved. And there's Republicans that are very nervous. And I heard you talking earlier in the show. There are Republicans that are scared, very, very nervous, that there's a very good chance abortion makes it on the ballot later this year, and that voters could put that in the Constitution. And I think that that's why we're seeing so much of this. It's an election year, but that abortion question is really the underlying issue here, more than anything, I think. It, it seems to be the big thing. We're talking with Emily Manley from Fox 2 about what's going on in Jefferson City. And I, the, the big thing that I was talking with Maria about earlier, and tell me if I'm wrong, was there a question or is there a question whether or not the Senate is going to pass IP reform? Because if they passed it last year, why wouldn't you expect them to pass it this year? Am I missing something there? So last year, there was no agreement. And I think that that's something really interesting to point out, Mike, is that last year in the Senate, it passed the House. But when it got over to the Senate, all these Republicans have different ideas of how to change the initiative petition process. And it gets really confusing and in the weeds. But they, the way that they want to do it, some want to do it by congressional districts, some want to do it by House districts, some want to do it by concurrent majority. There's all these different proposals out there. And so last year it made it to the Senate and it died because Republicans just could not come to an agreement on how they wanted to move forward. This year, you know, the House has pretty much said, Speaker Dean Plocker has said, you know what, we're going to let the Senate do it first because we know we can pass it over here. And I do think it'll be interesting if this is something they get done by May. And you and Maria were also talking about if they even get it done, could it even affect the abortion question later this year? And that's what everybody's wondering, lawyers included. And that's why there are Republicans pushing so hard to make sure that the initiative petition question, let me remind you voters that you would have a final say in this change But the goal is to put from Republicans, their goal is to put that question on the ballot come August and then hope that that abortion question is on the ballot in November. But if it really matters, that's up to a court to decide. None of us know 
Republicans don't even know. You can ask them the question all day long if it, you know, if it happens to be on the same ballot. What happens? And it sounds like it's going to end up in court either way. So all of us are up in the air about that, that even if Missouri voters vote on initiative petition this year, even if they vote on abortion this year, what does that really mean? And yet we're fighting about it constantly in Jefferson City. It, is there anything else that's been going on? I mean, we the Senate is taking all of the headlines because the Freedom Caucus <laughs> yeah. is, is just sucking all the oxygen out of the room, right? So they're getting all the headlines. But it, no, they, they really are. It doesn't seem like it. I don't hear anything about the House. And I guess Dean Blocker is sitting there going, good. We're just going to get everything done. We're going to fly under the radar and, and we're all good to go. And if you if you hear senators talk about the senators say, well, the House passes everything and they're just dismissive of the House. And I know all the representatives hate that about the Senate. But yeah. it, is, is there anything else that's going on at the House side that we're just not paying attention to that we should? I would say, you know, just on the House side, they those passed a couple bills. Today they passed a big one. Um, for example, they passed the child care tax credits. We've heard this be a big discussion. Governor Mike Parson pointed it out just a few weeks ago at his State of the State address that this was a priority of his. It's three different tax credits. Um, one would go to businesses, one would go to the child care providers themselves, and one would go to families. And it would, you know, cost the state about $70 million, but everybody that's in support of this tax credit, which it is bipartisan, let me remind you. It passed today 113 votes to, I believe, 39. Wow. Those 39 no votes were Republicans. Um, and I'll explain why here in a second. But, you know, it, it's a very big bipartisan push, so big that now that that bill passed in the in the House, which we all know how bills work, they got to pass in one chamber, got to go to the other chamber, both got to approve it, and then it goes to the governor's desk. Well, now that that bill's going over to the Senate, it is a Democratic senator that is carrying the bill over there. That's how bipartisan that this is. And I've asked the question multiple times, are you worried that a Democratic senator is carrying a child care legis- piece of legislation? And it's been Dean Plocker said it today. And we've had the representative, Brenda Shields, who's carrying the bill in the House. She's from um, just north of Kansas City. Both of them say no, because this is bipartisan legislation. So the House did do that big piece. And I think that that's a big deal. Something else that the House did last week that's another big, big, big Republican priority, and it pretty much passed on party lines, was open enrollment. This allows kids and parents to pick the school that they want to go to, the public school. They don't have to go to the one that they're it, of the district they live in. They don't have to go to the one where their zip code matches. That's a big Republican priority as well. So the House is getting stuff done. If you want to ask about what's going on, in the House, is there any drama? There is still some drama going on. There is an ethics investigation into House Speaker Dean Plocker that we're still waiting for the results. We're still waiting for the report. That investigation, as we are as as we speak, is still open. You can ask Speaker Dean Plocker about it. He says that he just wants it over with. And the thing about an ethics an ethics investigation is they don't tell anybody outside of that committee which is made up of seven Republicans, seven, seven Democrats. They don't tell anybody what it, the investigation is truly about. We do know that it's about Speaker Dean Plocker. He has come forward and, and has admitted that. He has also said, though, that he is not going to resign. So we really don't know what that is about. That is the drama that's going in the going on in the House. But because of what's going in the Senate, we really don't hear what's going on <laughs> in the House. So the House does have its own drama. It's just not too 
the level that the upper chamber is. And it, it's just pretty, pretty crazy uh, where this has all gone. I want to get back to, I said that I would explain why we had 39 Republicans vote no on child care tax credits. Yes. And um, I want to bring that up. So many of them are worried about the fiscal responsibility of that. And they will tell you that they're worried about what this is going to cost the state. But those in favor, the Missouri Chamber of Commerce has come forward saying, you know, it's going to cost the state $70 million. But, but Missouri is losing out on roughly $1.3 billion a year annually um, on the, in the state's economy because parents can't go to work. Parents stay at home to take care of their kid, or it's just too expensive to find a child care provider. And so a lot of people believe, even Governor Mike Parson, that these child care tax credits are going to pay for themselves. But that's why those 39 Republicans today voted no, was just the utter fact that they're worried about the government stepping in and having more control over stuff and the fiscal note that comes with it, the fiscal responsibility. So as you look at next week, <laughs> this is a loaded question, Groundhog. right? It's Groundhog, it's Groundhog it's Day every day in the Missouri Senate. <laughs> what are you expecting to happen next week? Well, first of all, what was the bill that got laid over that the Senate ne- debated for two and a half hours and then laid over? That was um, better known as the defund Planned Parenthood bill. Okay. Um, the real title of it is kind of confusing, but it is to make sure that abortion providers and their affiliates pretty much aimed at Planned Parenthood, are not MoHealthNet providers in the state. MoHealthNet is Missouri's Medicaid program. So it's literally defunding Planned Parenthood. Through the debate yesterday, we found out from Republicans and Democrats in the Senate that in the past two years, not a single dollar has gone to Planned Parenthood in reimbursements for Medicaid. So that was the debate on the floor last night, actually, for about two and a half hours, and it didn't go anywhere. This upcoming week, though, I have been told that they're going to take up the initiative petition legislation in the Senate. I get a little weary at this point. We're, we're five weeks in. And when people ask me what's going to happen, I come up, I, I tell them what I'm told, and then it doesn't happen. So I, just, <laughs> I want you to know that this has happened to me multiple times this year where I hear something from a senator, from Senate leadership, and it doesn't happen. But I'm told that on Tuesday, what I was told today is that they are planning to do the initiative petition legislation And that's going to be interesting. If the Senate was functioning correctly, if we would see Democrats filibustering for hours on this. But they don't have to because the Republicans do. Governor Mike Parson said it best to me earlier this week. I was interviewing him and he asked me how this session was going. And I gave him a look and I said, you know how this session is going. And he said, I told Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo, who is from Kansas City, who has been around the legislature for years. His dad was in the Senate back in the 90s. Um, He said, I walked up to him and said, you have the easiest job in this whole building, is what Governor Mike Parson said to the minority leader. (laughs) And, you know, that's where we're at. I I don't know what is to come in in the next couple of months. I don't even know what's to come next week. But what I'm hearing is that initiative petition that the Freedom Caucus stood for hours on the floor for is expected to be up for debate in the Senate. As for the House, they're looking at a big crime legislation um, that came up last year and has a bunch of um, increasing penalties for many crimes. And they're also talking about the bill that defunds Planned Parenthood as well. So that's what we're looking like next week in the Missouri Capitol. I expect the House to do what they, they told me. 
I don't know about the Senate, Mike. <laughs> well, Emily, I'm back here on Tuesday night again, so I may call you on Tuesday and go, hey, did it happen today? Or did somebody sure get I'll shot be, on the floor? I mean, I'm we're sure I'll still be at the Capitol at that time. We are, let me tell you. We are one <laughs> caning away from making, making some news. That is Emily yeah. Manley. She is the Chief Capitol Bureau reporter at the Missouri State Capitol for Fox 2. Thank you so much for your time. And, and thanks for watching the days of our lives uh, as it unfolds in the Jefferson City version. Of course. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Mike. I appreciate you. Uh, John Walsh is going to join us on the other side. We are going to talk about something completely different that's actually positive. And it's the St. Charles County Ambassadors. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit on News Radio 1120 KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's at your service on News Radio 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out tonight. So we were talking about all the craziness and everything that's going on in the legislature. And I thought, you know, we need some good news. We need to talk about something that's going on that's having a positive effect on your community. And I want to introduce you to John Walsh. John is joining us. He is a founding member of the St. Charles County Ambassadors. John, how are you? Mike, I'm doing fantastic this evening. Hey, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here. Uh, I I really wanted people to hear about this. I know the St. Charles County Ambassadors is a group that got spun up off the St. Louis Ambassadors that have been around for almost 60 years that people may know about in the St. Louis area. But what are you guys looking to do and what are you uh, what are you doing right now? What we're Mike, what we're doing is this this was formed uh, about 10 months ago out here in St. Charles County. And like you said, it came from the St. Louis Ambassadors. Uh, A.J. Cervantes approached uh, some people over in St. Louis County and wanted help with promoting uh, St. Louis. And unfortunately, it it seems like the the St. Louis Ambassadors are declining a little bit and uh, not as much activity as they had in the past. Um, I decided to take this thing through St. Charles County. We're an up-and-running, vibrant community out here. and we're trying to bring people together to help support other charities out here. Uh, we went through the, uh, with COVID and things of that sort, and a lot of these not-for-profits were not able to raise the funds that they need. And what I'm doing is I'm bringing a group of people together in St. Charles County to help promote St. Charles County and, and take it into the next, you know, the next century. It's been really fun to watch. I mean, even though this idea really just came about less than a year ago, you're on your third location that you're going to for <laughs> meetings because every location that you've been, you you keep outgrowing them, don't you? We started in a small, you know, there's five or six of us, uh, started in a little conference room. We outgrew that one. Then uh, one of our members uh, with a bank out here in St. Charles County offered his conference room. Within about two months, we outgrew that one. Now we have a local uh, mayor out in this, uh, the mayor of Cottleville has uh, allowed us to use City Hall to meet. We meet every other Thursday 
Uh, our next meeting is, is February 22nd for those who would like to take a look at us. Uh, we meet at the uh, Calaville um, City Hall and this morning we had about 36 members Wow! and we're about ready to outgrow that room. Uh, there's a lot of initiative. There's a lot of momentum behind the St. Charles County Ambassadors, and uh, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Well, I know you guys are just getting up and running, and you're just getting your membership. Uh, I think you just figured out how much the dues were going to be to actually be a member. It's that new of an organization. Correct. But there seems to be a lot of folks out in St. Charles County who want to get involved. They want to make a difference, a positive difference in their community. If somebody wants to join, if they go, hey, I love this concept, I really want to find out more about it, and I want to find out how I can get involved, what's the easiest way for them to plug in? You're more than welcome to give me a call. My telephone number is 314-568-3612. You can uh, visit us on Facebook, like us on Facebook. Right now, our website is under construction, so the best way, and my email address is Shredman, S-H-R-E-D-M-A-N, 1904 at yahoo.com. And I promise to get information in your hands. Well, John, we appreciate you taking some time. I just wanted to feature this real quick on KMOX and let people know there are positive things that are going on. There are people in the local community that want to make a difference and they want the community to get better. So if you're looking to join an organization like that, if you happen to be in St. Charles County, here's one. And when you go to the Facebook page, by the way, spell out Saint. S-A-I-N-T, St. Charles County Ambassadors. You can find them there. John, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you guys have going on. And I hope you outgrow Cottleville uh, within the next couple of months. And we'll we'll move you to the family arena and get you out there. Mike, with your support, I promise you we will. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. I appreciate it. That is John Walsh. It's just good to hear some positive news, especially I knew Emily and I were, were joking, uh, but Matt and I were just talking about the fact of how many people uh, are hearing about what's going on in the Missouri Senate. And if it wasn't our legislature, it would be funny. But it is, so it's kind of sad. It's a train wreck that you can't quit watching. Hey, we are going to wrap up this hour. I can't believe how fast it goes. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thank you so much for hanging out on this Thursday night, kicking off the weekend early on News Radio 1120 KMOX. It's at your service on AM 1120 KMOX. Hope you're having a wonderful Thursday night. Hope you have some great weekend plans. It's still supposed to be nice this weekend, at least if you're in St. Louis. It should be pretty good. I forget the fact when you talk about stuff. It is KMOX. It's nighttime. It's winter. You're heard in 38 states. So uh, wherever you're at, I hope your Thursday night is going great. I appreciate the fact that you're letting us be a part of your evening. We're going to talk to Mark Harder. He's a St. Louis County Councilman on the other side. And the Israel conflict is making it into everything. And they had some pro-Hamas supporters who basically shut down their council meeting last week. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about some other stuff that's going on there. Uh, If you haven't heard, the report came out about President Biden and his confidential uh, documents that he wasn't supposed to have. And he's a sitting president, so he was never going to be charged. You can't charge a sitting president. That's just how it is. So there was never really any worry about, is he going to get charges? No, we knew he wasn't going to get charges. But the report that came out basically said 
he's a he's an old guy who has no memory and he doesn't know what's going on. And uh, he took a little offense to that, as you might imagine. But you'll hear about that coming up in the top of the hour news from CBS. Thanks for hanging out. Mike Elam, at your service. This is News Talk 1120 KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.